Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. So if you need a go-to designer, a video editor, or a social media specialist for six days or six months, Upwork is how. And it's basically like they're right here in your office. Except they're not here here, so they can't hear Greg's remarkably loud typing. Hey, buddy! I take it back. You can hear that from anywhere. And Upwork professionals are proven, rated, and reviewed. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. The FT. Last week, Lord Winston, the media-loving scientist with the big moustache, revealed that he doesn't like hiring people with first-class degrees. Much better, he said, was to go for someone with a two-one who'd done things other than slog during their three years at university. A broader person makes a better scientist than a narrow nerd who's never stuck his nose outside the library. I read this over breakfast with relish. As the possessor of Lord Winston's favourite class of degree, I saw great wisdom in what he said. It's cheering, certainly, but is it right? To find out, I just sent an impudent round robin email to forty senior people at the Financial Times, demanding to know what class of degree they have. The results are not quite what I expected. The FTs stuffed with people of whom Lord Winston would disapprove. Almost half the senior staff have firsts. That's not terribly surprising, but what is odd is who has one and who hasn't. Never mind the fact that I've had decades to assess the intelligence of my colleagues. I was still rotten at predicting. Only in a few obvious cases did I guess right. My test shows that those with firsts are, on average, neither better nor worse journalists than those with seconds. There might be a slight tendency. Then maybe I'm talking my own book here for the two ones to score higher on originality and on humour than the firsts, who score better on solidity and rigour. But the difference is only slight. Even without being a famous scientist, I can tell you that there are three things that create a first-class degree: hard work, brain power, and, at the margin, luck. Thus, you can have a swatty first, a brainy one, or a lucky one, and each is different. The same is true for other classes of degree. I got an ignominious swatty two-one. I spent a lot of time in the library, a slightly smaller amount in the pub, and the rest skulking in my room. I had no broadening interests, although in my first year I did run a class in teaching undergraduates how to knit. So I represent the worst of all worlds for Lord Winston, a narrow swot who didn't even get a first. But so what? I've turned out to be a perfectly good employee. The most revealing thing about the answers to my question was not what degree people got, but how they responded to it. The first dead giveaway was the link between degree class and speed of reply. The better people did, the more they hurried to tell me about it. The fastest response was from someone who not only had a first but was amazed. I thought the matter in any doubt. Can't you guess? He emailed back. Slower to answer came the people with seconds. Some simply emailed the degree, but most sent long messages explaining why they hadn't done better. An illness, too much fondness for having a good time, too much time playing sport. One emailed, "I got a two-one brackets with joint honours in rugby and cricket." Another even told me the exact marks he'd got for different papers to prove that his two-one was a statistical freak. This is not just because we're insecure journalists. 
This obsession with our degree is a national character flaw, particularly big, I think, among people who went to Oxbridge. A few days ago, I interviewed the Archbishop of Canterbury, and even he felt the need to tell me that almost no work had gone into the 2-1 he got from Cambridge University. I now see it's insane that we wasted any time talking about it. Since his degree, the Archbishop proved his intelligence every day. The same is true for the rest of us. And yet we remain utterly hung up on a week of tests that we did 10, 20, 30 and even 40 years ago. It's utterly mad. I suppose it's because, A, for most people the degree is the last time they got an objective mark for anything, and B, no one can take it away from you, and C, the marking system in British universities is stupid, although that's a subject for another day. Thus, the choice facing employers is really between someone who may have a slight chip on their shoulder on account of their 2-1, and someone who feels they have a lifelong membership of the clever person's club as a result of their first. A friend who employs a lot of interns says she's not keen on firsts for this reason. They have a view of their own intelligence that I may not share, she wisely said. But even she doesn't make hard rules about it. Finding the right person for a job is so hard that the only sensible thing is to have no rules at all. Not hiring people with firsts makes about as much sense as not hiring people with moustaches. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. Let me just close this real quick. So if you need a back-end developer, a UI designer, or a project manager for six days or six months, Upwork is how. Hey, I have this room booked at noon. I'm just wrapping up here. Upwork professionals have the flexibility and capability to work from anywhere. Yeah, it's 1201. It's all yours. Which is nice if you're already low on conference rooms. Plus, they're proven, rated, and reviewed. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how.